It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. Well, with us today is Tyler Bridges. Tyler is from the Clinton Public Schools. Tyler, good morning. Welcome to the program this yeah, morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to have you on the show in the middle of uh, the year. I, I got you up early. I'm telling you, it's a Christmas break. You got and me. then I locked the door on you. I wouldn't even let <laughs> you, you in. You, you, I, I told my wife last night, I said, oh, man, I'm, you sent me that text reminder. I said, I'd put it on my calendar, but uh, I, I said, I forgot I got to go do the radio show in the morning. She looked at me. She said, what time do you have to be over there? I said, seven she's like oh man on christmas break you gotta go over there at seven i said yeah Dedicate- it'll be all right though i need to get up a dedicated uh <laughs> school superintendent got me out of bed yeah so how you doing doing well doing well it's been a a fast first half of the year you know it seems like they go by faster as you get older you yeah know, when you're a kid that it's forever yeah between school starting and christmas yeah i don't know it was uh we had a good first semester a lot of i mean just i mean quite honestly pretty smooth uh, the whole entire time, and and it just goes quickly when things like when it when it's like that it goes it goes really fast. I think that it's halfway over. It's crazy. So you're right, still in the middle of quite a bit of construction work. Yeah, a ton. Um, so we've got well, all three projects going on right now. Phase one was Nance and Southwest, the two renovate or uh, uh, demos that we did over there, and then obviously the the um, addition. So we've got a uh, 11 classroom addition at Nance and a 16 classroom addition at Southwest Elementary. So. Nance will be done in mid-April, and um, Southwest kind of got stuck in the historic rains that we had this spring. They were trying to do dirt and concrete work while we got 25 inches of rain in about 60 days. So we're unfortunately about six to eight weeks behind over there, um, and they're set to finish that. I'm hoping that they hit a good little good little um, stretch and, and pick up some time once they get it dried in here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but it's looking like it's probably not going to be done until the, the mid mid to late September. So it's unfortunate because it's obviously after school starts, which causes us a little bit of a, a little bit of an inconvenience in our planning. Um, but uh, but that's where we are on that. And then um, we broke ground about a month ago on the middle school, and the dirt work is pretty much uh, almost done there. And they'll start doing you know footings and steel work and and uh, doing all the the rough end work for electrical and plumbing underneath the floor. And before you know it, we'll have concrete being poured. And I think they're probably going to pour concrete from around the turn of the new year until probably almost April. So they're going to be pouring concrete for a long time. But uh, got it going, and it'll be done this basically this time, 2025. It's a it's about a two-year project. So um, a lot of dirt work. I, this is yeah. out around where the old trade winds, I think. What, so so across the street from, from where the trade winds was, was is our addition at Southwest. So the middle, the new middle school campus is going on the corner of um, J.C. Lane and Gary Freeway, which is right there on the corner of where the high school campus is. So the middle school is going to be right on the, the northwest campus of the high school. Kind of right behind the little the shopping center there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, just right across the street. So, yeah, no, it's uh, – uh, whenever you look at things on plans and you design a building for, you know, the better part of a year and all the engineering and all the, you know, the design and all that kind of stuff that goes into it. And then they start doing dirt work and 70,000 square foot building is a big building. <laughs> it's a, it's a lot of dirt work. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of space. So it's, but it's getting going. So, so what's that going to ultimately mean when you get all this finished for the Clinton public schools? So we're doing a pretty good reorganization. So um, we're getting out of our current middle school campus because it was built in like 1938. It's, I mean, it's an old, old building, uh, beautiful building, you know, two story old school, you know, so that's just the one that's located down off of uh, the Gary. 
Uh, it's well, it's right in the middle of town. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah, just a block north. That's of here. where the, they use that auditorium. Still yes, some, and we and we still auditorium. yeah, we still use that a lot, and we'll continue to use that. But uh, we won't have our everyday school in there. Um, so we'll move obviously the middle school to the to the new middle school site. Um, the new the new middle school will be sixth, seventh, and eighth grade instead of just seventh and eighth like it is now. Uh, and we'll so we'll move sixth grade from Washington Elementary. Uh, we'll move into the middle school, and then the addition that we did at Southwest, we're going to add fifth grade to Southwest. So we will uh, we'll close Washington Elementary, um, but we're going to repurpose that building, um, and that building is going to be repurposed into a, a collegiate and career center. So we've got a really great partnership with Swasu uh, that continues to grow, and then we've got our, our uh, uh, technical applications program, which is like a precursor to uh, career tech, which starts in the seventh grade. Kind of if you think about old – kind of a no price shop class like you know uh, uh what we we used to have a lot more of um teaching kids how to you know some some trade stuff and teaching kids how to use you know tools and and do those kinds of things so that starts in the seventh grade so we'll move our we don't have really good shop spaces for those so we'll move those operations over there starting a um uh, an aeronautics program, just you know, aviation program, doing some of those kinds of things, building that program out. So there's been an effort, or at least for a while there, they were taking shop classes out of the curriculum. Oh, yeah, in, most in, definitely. In most sure. schools. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I can remember, I still use things I learned in that class as, mm-hmm. as, as a, there's a lot of, seventh yeah, grader, eighth grader. A lot of valuable skills. And, and a lot of those things, whenever you look at what has become kind of where we're where we're pushing education and what and what has become important um, in education and and sometimes you know people just maybe think there's not room for some of those things but we're about I mean our our biggest thing and our biggest goal as a as a leadership team and as a district is uh, is creating opportunities for kids and so if we've got you know students that want to do those types of things uh, we send a lot of students to career tech um, and so I mean between our junior and senior class usually about no, 20, 25, 30% of our students go to career tech. Um, and so we really push push to make for sure that by the time students hit their sophomore, junior year, they've picked a lane. They're not just doing school. They're they're either in concurrent or they're in career tech or they're, you know, doing, they're taking our career pathways courses where they're getting internships or doing work study. They're doing something and they're not just, you know, coming to class and, and, and then just going home. We're, we're working towards something. So uh, the technical applications program is a, uh, it is oh six years old now, um, and it's been been very very successful. So we'll continue to grow that program. So there, for a long time, we really pushed going to college uh, in most schools. Yeah, of and, course. And yeah, were you I mean, seeing a, a trend big push. Uh, back towards maybe allowing people to get their high school uh, diploma and also at the same time some sort of trade that they want to do rather than going to and, college. And that never went away, especially in Oklahoma. Just, I mean, Oklahoma, as you know, is one of the, it's got one of the best career tech, you know, systems in the country, if not the best career tech system in the country. Um, and so that never went away. Um, but yes, no, the message, you know, there for a while, the pendulum always swings. I mean, you were in politics a long time, so you've seen it. I mean, it, it always swings to an extreme. And then at some point in time, it comes back, comes back to the middle. And I think we're, we're kind of centering, uh, you know, coming back on center right now, um, where we're realizing, hey, in the state of Oklahoma, 35, 40% of our students, um, you know, get some sort of post-secondary education, and the rest are, are either entering the workforce or, you know, trying to continue to, uh, you know, to attend career tech as an adult to learn a trade or whatever. So, and that, and that gets back to what I'm saying, you know, talking about opportunities for kids. I mean, we want 
we want to expose students to a lot of different things for them to decide, hey, this is what's going to be the best avenue for me. Um, and, yes, I mean, it, it, it can be a trade. That's perfectly fine. HVAC guys make, make good money if you stay busy. You know, I mean, there there's a lot of these trades that, that – you know, it's it's hard. I mean, if anybody's tried to find a plumber, anybody's tried to find you know someone with some handyman skills or or you're or probably really construction. Finding that I mean, out you know what I mean? In your it's construction just, work right now. Yeah, you I mean, know, it's, it's just uh, those, those trades are hard to you know, they're hard to find, and so um, you know those people can make a good living if you're willing to you know get out and and uh, learn a trade and and have you know pride in your work and and work hard. I mean, you can go make a great living for you and your family and and be a contributor and do what maybe you really like exactly. doing. That's, that's the key. Yes. that you find something yes. you like doing and. Not have be stigmatized because you're wanting to be a, you know, uh, air conditioning person. No, or a plumber. Not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And so, like I said, that's what we're about is, is trying to create those opportunities for kids. And if that's if that's you know taking and getting you know twenty five thirty hours of concurrent coursework before you go you know and you you enter you enter your first year of college as a sophomore, that's great. Um, you know, we have a lot of uh, first generation college students that that start with us because we've got you know gear up and and uh, um, a lot of different things that. You know, we can get students free college hours um, before they go, kind of that soft launch into college, uh, a lot of our first-gen college students. And and so, again, we're just about trying to create as many opportunities for kids as we possibly can. And um, I think uh, this capital improvement project and kind of reorganizing and having some ad- additional space and resources and things to ed- dedicate toward that is going to be good for all of our kids. Tyler Bridges, uh, superintendent of Clinton Public Schools, our guest on the program this morning. And what I'd like to talk about, when we take a quick break, but – when we come back, the the, the state house of represent, representatives uh, filed a subpoena last week with mm-hmm. Ryan Walters. Mm-hmm. Wanted your thoughts about that, and kind of wondering how you find him to work with. So, stay tuned for that. We're coming up in just a moment with more on the right time for Western Oklahoma. Hey, Oklahoma, Monica Collison here with Union Mutual Insurance. For 85 years, Union Mutual has been the preferred choice for insurance in rural Oklahoma. We've been here with you through the storms the good times and the bad, and we'll continue to stand with you and by you in this great state of Oklahoma. When it's time to insure your rural property, give us a call or visit us at unionmutualic.com. We're your neighbors. We're your kids' sports coaches. We're your school board and chamber members, your church deacons, your local 4-H club and FFA chapter partners. Long story short, We're real people, we're real Oklahoma pig farmers, and we're real proud of it. To hear from real Oklahoma pig farmers, visit okpork.org slash real pork. This message brought to you by Oklahoma's Pig Farmers and the Oklahoma Pork Council. If you're looking for specialized nursing care for a loved one, or if you're looking for an exceptional place to work, you will be pleased with Maple Lawn Manor's approach to care, compassion, and dedication. They offer physical, occupational, and speech therapy as well as an open menu from their dietary department. Stop by and join us for a tour of our facility at 800 Arapahoe Street in Hydro. We have the highest facility ratings for care in the area, according to government sources. Maple Lawn Manor in Hydro. We celebrate life. Western Oklahoma is known for unpredictable weather. One day it's nice, the next a foot of snow's on the ground. Wouldn't you like to know your heating unit is ready for the Western Oklahoma winter? Let the trained professionals at Southwest Air and Heat clean and check your unit today. Southwest Air and Heat, your local Linux dealer, is the trusted and experienced name for heating service in western Oklahoma. Call 772-8000. That's 772-8000. Perfect air. Unmatched care. 772-8000. 
That's Southwest Air and Heat, your local Linux dealer in Weatherford. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. When life throws you a curveball, turn to Dr. Mark Mann and Jessica Simmons, APRN Family Practice Clinic for fast, reliable care. Now accepting urgent care and walk-in needs. From colds and coughs to sprains and strains, they've got you covered. Need a physical exam or laceration repairs? They do that too. Visit them at 90 North 30 Street, Suite 4 in Clinton. Dr. Mark Mann and Jessica Simmons Family Practice Clinic, where compassionate care meets convenience. Open Monday through Friday because your health can't wait. Bridging the gap in care for Western Oklahoma. Hammond Phillips is now part of Select Water Solutions. Select is a leading provider in all things water, from sourcing, transfer, recycling, infrastructure, flowback, well testing, disposal solutions, and fluid handling and fluid chemistry. Our mission is to focus on developing sustainable water and chemical solutions with a commitment to conservation and reuse. Select Connect. We are all connected by water. 7.23 on the right time with us this morning. If you just tuned in, Tyler Bridges, who's superintendent of Clinton Schools. Uh, the state superintendent elected a couple of years ago, Ryan Walters. Um, rather controversial, to say the least. Uh, last week, the Oklahoma House of Representatives uh, filed a, a subpoena mm -hmm. with him and, and the State Department for information. Um, I looked, looked at, did you, did you look at the actual subpoena itself to see what they were asking for? Yes, yes. What do you see? I mean, I saw that the, he's claiming, I guess, that, that a lot of students have applied, and they're just asking for some, I guess, evidence. To that just fact. yeah, just he's made he's made several very, um, very pointed, very inflammatory public claims about a lot of things, and I think I think they're just asking for some backup and some evidence. Um, we're providing a lot of justification with some really blanket and broad statements for things in public education, and I think. You know, duly within their within their right, they're saying, "Hey, show me where show me where this is a widespread issue, and and uh, and then we'll either try to find a way to help or or uh, you know let you do your thing." Um, so he's made some pretty broad statements about you know parents need to have certain rights in schools, certain books should not be on display in in schools, uh, and. Uh, is that valid? I mean, as a superintendent, you hear these things that people, people basically out there listening this morning want to hear that. I mean, they don't. They want more public input. They, the parents want to be able to determine what books their kids read in school and that type of thing. Are these valid concerns? I guess is the question that that I think is on the table. So I would say I would say two things. One, that right has always been there. I mean, that right has never not been there. Um, and two. Um, we're, we're 
we're painting with a really, really broad brush on some very, very isolated incidents um, and some things that maybe don't even happen in the state of Oklahoma but have happened in other states. Um, For example, what are you talking about? Like well, some of the books that are some of the supposedly books, accessible? Yes, and yes. I mean, those those things are I – mean, well, it's just like the, the one that gained the most headlines with the, the teacher out of Norman and the, and the, the one in Tulsa and things like that. We're talking about a, an online database that – that a, a student could go through three or four different other online databases to find a particular something that was online. It wasn't a book that was on the shelf or sitting in the sitting in the you know uh, in the front of the library as hey you need to choose this book and those kinds of things. I mean it's just these things are not as I would I would say not even remotely so as if widespread. So the parents as, don't have as, some as sort of being. filter on that information, the kids can get it anyway. I think. Well, on, that, on their own that, that would be a yeah, that would be something that, that, that we have said, which is um, it's really it's really hard to say, you know, this is a school's fault or this is, you know, whatever, whenever they've got an, you know, an iPad, a cell phone or whatever that has no parental controls. And we're not looking at what they're looking at either. I mean, they've got access to, you know unfathomable things um you know in the, in the on the internet and those types of things so it's just to say that that we are making some really broad blanket statements about some things to make them sound like they're happening in every single school across the entire country and every you know corner of rural Oklahoma and everywhere else and i just So what's your impression I mean that. you're you're on your feet you're on your boots on the ground in Clinton mm-hmm. Oklahoma as the superintendent uh What's your impression of the job he's doing so far? So, um, I, I, I mean, I'll just be honest, and I don't say this in a derogatory way. I, I've never met Superintendent Walters. You mean you're never, a state a school superintendent at one of the bigger high schools? I mean, not high schools, but public schools mm-hmm. uh, in, in in Western Oklahoma. You've never met him. I have not. Uh, when he came over and campaigned at Clinton, did you get a chance to meet him? So then? actually, odd, oddly enough, I was out of town. Um, my assistant superintendent went and attended the, uh, uh, oh, I think it was a Clinton Cafe or something like that, where he came and spoke for a little while. And we had some principals that went up there to listen to him. But uh, I can't remember where I was, but I was actually out of town uh, of all of all times for him to come to town. So no, no, I've never, I haven't spoken to him. I've not, uh, I've not. So did they I've not, not heard him like personally. a meeting of all the superintendents in the state? Never or is that even possible? Have they ever, ever had anything like that in the past? Uh, uh, yes. So normally you yeah. would get together in a conference or something with superintendents and, and or, administrators, and the state soup would show up and talk to you and meet you regularly. And you have not had that with no. with Walters. No. And again, I don't I don't say that to say you know anything against him personally, but uh, I just have not. And uh, he hadn't been to any of our uh, associations that we've you know uh, that we generally have state soup you know come and give a, a short update or anything like that. I mean, there's there's focus groups that a lot of past. Um, you know, state soups that have done before or, you know, superintendent advisory groups or different things like that. And uh, we just haven't we haven't seen that in the last, you know, last year. Or he, so. You think he's going to run for reelection? He's got two years to go on, on his term. Um, can he win? Janet Barisi was very controversial, but at least she worked with the superintendents and was accessible. Very much. so. I found her to be that way, although I didn't agree with her on some of her very much so. uh, administrative uh, yeah, positions. Right. But mm-hmm. still, um but she she lost when she ran for reelection. She got yeah beat pretty bad. I by, was getting ready uh, to say lost is not even a, a good descriptive term. So yeah. is is, yeah. is uh, what Ryan Walters in that same category? I don't know. We're we're in such a different political time right now, um, and 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 just the 
the way that that he is controversial. I mean, and you were you were in the state house whenever Superintendent Barisi was there. The way that he is controversial is a totally different level of of controversial from from what Superintendent Barisi was. So, and we're in a very in very way, different political time. So, Superintendent Barisi was a lot about um, she was she was controversial more on policy, and, and that there were things that. You know, there were things that she wanted to do and things that she believed in that, that you know, maybe the masses in public education or just the leadership or whatever didn't necessarily um, agree with. But when it came to just respecting the the profession and, and teachers and, and, um, and just public education as a whole, I mean, there was never really any derogatory remarks, you know, or, or, or things about that. What we're seeing right now is very, um, very highly charged political rhetoric. It just is, and and again, getting back to that kind of painting with a broad brush and 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 saying some some really inflammatory things, um, and uh, and and sticking to to those inflammatory remarks is, it's just different. Um, there is some policy stuff in there as well that you know that that has been said that people disagree with and and kind of gets people's you know cackles up, but. But a lot of it is really just the language surrounding uh, the politics of public education right now that is different. Um, and again, social media wasn't as big of a thing then. And just the avenues and platforms that, you know, information is spread, whether factual or not. Um, and, the, and the words that are used, um, you know, the words that are acceptable to be used uh, and the things that are acceptable to be said in politics now, uh, we're just not that way, you know, However long that what was that fifteen years ago, um, things have changed a lot. Just well, I know I know Representative Baker very well. She's chair of education for in the House. Yes, and I helped her campaign. She's a, she's a former teacher, mm-hmm. and I will tell you that uh, she cares about teaching and students, uh, but she's not happy, and she's a conservative, but yeah. she's not happy with what's been going on, and can, does not have access to information that they're trying to get, and that's why they did the subpoena. Yeah, Tyler Bridges, our guest, superintendent of the Clinton Public Schools. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.